And, but as you kind of move your way up the ladder, you get farther and farther kind of from what initially drew you to your career. And I found myself in a place where I was not getting joy out of my work and I was stressed and having, you know, trouble with sleep, trouble in my relationships, just trouble in my health and having like eye twitches, which I still have going on right now. And, you know, you just get to a place where you're like, what, what is this all about? I'm just not happy, but you also feel stuck, right? Cause now yeah. you fast forward, you've got a house and kids and the mortgage and everything else. And you've established a way of life. And so to go about kind of switching gears into doing something that follows your passion is scary. When it comes to your career, there really is no one formula for success. And if someone had asked me 20 years ago what career I would be working in today, I doubt I would have said employer branding, a career that didn't even exist at the time. Some of the best stories I've ever heard didn't follow a plan. They simply embraced the journey. And that's why I've created this podcast, to share the many career stories that have shaped the people behind them and to encourage future generations to trust more in the process instead of stressing over getting it right the first time. I'm Steve, and welcome to the My Career Story Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the My Career Story Podcast with me, your host, Steve Keith. Now, let's face it, there's a lot going on for all of us right now, and we're all being asked to do things that are either new to us or things that we're used to doing, but in new ways. Um, And I think it's fair to say that some, if not all of us, are starting to struggle a bit, Um, especially around working from home, where I was reading some research this week from the Mental Health Foundation and LinkedIn, Um, I'll pop it in the show notes, that's found that we're working an additional 28 hours per week as a result of lockdown. Now, what that says to me is that we're clearly losing our ability to strike a balance between home and life. Um, But maybe we didn't have it all along. Uh, Which brings me to today's guests, yes, two. Um, The first time for the podcast, um, Beth Steele and Heather Hobbs, hosts of their own podcast, Bitches Be Brave. Heather has a degree in nutrition with additional studies in functional diagnostic nutrition. Uh, She taught in the fitness industry for over 15 years and has completed over 40 marathons, half marathons and triathlons, jeez, and she's over 20 years of leadership in one of the top 14 largest biotech companies. She is a wife and a mum of two amazing boys and an advocate and navigator of holistic treatments for children on the autism spectrum with associated conditions including Tourette's, OCD, anxiety, ODD, depression and bipolar disorder. She's passionate about bringing health and wellness to all so that we may live life to the fullest. Bev has um, has been in leadership and business development with a top tier organisation for over 30 years. She's been supporting companies in the area of flex space, the shared economy and disruption in recent years. She's competed in multiple marathons and half marathons since 1999 and continues her pursuit of the PR. She is a proud mom of three um, unique daughters aged 18, 17 and 14 and has been married to her husband for 20 years. Her daughters and she have been actively involved with volunteering and vo- fostering animals at a local animal shelter as well as serving and organising parties for their local senior centre. She has a passion for everything tech, the latest disruption, any new fad diet, 
the steps on her Fitbit and a cold glass of buttery Chardonnay. Together they're everyday working mums, trying to raise a family, succeed at their careers, stay fit and healthy and still look hot. It's their hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life. So let's hear from the ladies themselves.
So I have um, Bev and Heather with me today. Hello, ladies. Hi, Steve. Hello. Hello. How are we both? Doing great. We're excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited. We're all to hear hunkering all down about... at home right now. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the evening here. I've got my glass of wine um, yeah. on the side. Um... Making us jealous. <laughs> I'll try not to drink it. Not much. even lunchtime. We yeah, have been exactly. known to drink during the day, though. It's okay. But now we know it is five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it, it definitely is. There's somebody on the street outside on on my um, where I live that's built themselves a bar outside the house that I saw this evening. So I've been inspired. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm going to jump straight in with this and say, Bev and Heather, because this is the first time we've had two guests. Um, what are your career stories? Well, it's a it's an ongoing story, actually. So this is Heather, and uh, you know our story is it's interesting. Um, my career kind of goes back, I think, twenty plus years ago, where I had decided that I wanted to go into the healthcare field. I wanted to have a career that was a stable career. I thought having a salary and a bonus and kind of working my way up the ladder was going to be what what I wanted. I grew up in kind of a blue collar family. I saw my dad have times of having a lot of money and having times of struggle. And so I really, to me, it was important to have, you know, get in that corporation and have that salary job. And, but as you kind of move your way up the ladder, you get farther and farther kind of from what initially drew you to your career. And yeah. I found myself in a place where I was not getting joy out of my work and I was stressed and having, you know, trouble with sleep, trouble in my relationships, just trouble in my health and having like eye twitches, which I still have going on right now. And, you know, you just get to a place where you're like, what, what is this all about? I'm just not happy. But you also feel stuck, right? Because now yeah. you fast forward, you've got a house and kids and the mortgage and everything else, and you've established a way of life. And so to go about kind of switching gears into doing something that follows your passion is scary because you can't really risk the income. And so Bev and I have been friends for well over 20, 23 years, I think. And we've had similar kind of career paths and also passions. And we've always talked about ideas. We just constantly would be brainstorming different types of business opportunities that we want to do. And then we wouldn't do it. And we would watch somebody else come out with it and be successful. And it would yeah, kill us. And we decided about a year ago that, you know, we needed to do something. We needed to take some step in the right direction of doing something that truly brought joy to our lives. And we decided to start with our own podcast and we started the Bitches Be Brave podcast uh, in December of 2018. And from there, we've really started to see a future unfold where we're now writing a book and we are creating a business that really merges our experience in corporate along with our true passions of health and wellness and fitness and, and just balance in life. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you, Heather. Beth, your turn. Yeah. So um, it's funny when Heather said, you know, we looked at all these other businesses and, you know, they would start them up and, and I'd be talking to my husband at night and I'd say, you know, that was Heather and my idea. And he laughs because there's a Seinfeld episode about that where George is always saying it's everyone's idea. And he's like, well, you know, really, it's the person's idea that actually did it. So that really was driving me. I mean, Heather and I both have corporate jobs. We, um, you know, we've worked really hard to, to move up the ladder. Um, but we were, 
very fulfilled at work or very fulfilled at home, but we couldn't merge the two. And we were always looking around saying, is everyone, is anyone else like us? Cause we go to work and no one's talking about their families. We go to drop off our kids at school and everyone seems like they're just going to the gym and they're not, you know, balancing all of this. So we said, Hey, let's just start this podcast. Let's just do it. And we started it and we have been amazed. Um, the people that we've interviewed, there's consistent messaging, consistent stories. And today and what's happening in the world, it is so refreshing to see companies looking at work-home balance, looking at the fact that we need to take into consideration what is happening with our employees' lives now. Well, all of this craziness was happening before, but right yeah. now you're able to say, hey, I am a parent and I need to not be on this Zoom call because I'm going to be on a call with my child for schoolwork, or I need to stop now, feed my child lunch or whatever it is. So we are super excited. We're writing a book right now. And I guess really the message is, even if you are in a place where you are not able to make an immediate change, just take a step towards your passion, towards that nagging thing inside you and things will start to happen. Yeah. That's it's really good um, advice there. It's resonating strongly with me. I was in a corporate job before I left to start the, the Branding Man Up and started um, this podcast as well. And I just wanted to pick up on something that you said back there, Heather, as well about feeling stuck. What, what was it that was, what does feeling stuck feel like? So if anybody's listening, they can um, identify with that. God, I mean, feeling stuck is where you feel like you can't, let go of what you have or your world will fall apart, right? You think I need my income and chances are if I switch goal, you know, switch careers or make this switch that it's not going to provide the level of, of living that we've come accustomed to. And I can't let my whole family down. It's different. Like I've been a risk taker. I, you know, going back, I left my home right after graduation and moved out in a small Honda Civic across the country without a job. And, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life that were risky, but at times where I didn't have other people that I was responsible for and I'm the breadwinner. And so it, it just, that really weighs on you. And, you know, to go back another part, I, I started my story with saying that as a young girl, like I wanted that corporate job. I wanted the salary. I wanted to work for a profession that I could grow. And so you almost, there's guilt that goes, okay, I kind of got what I wanted, but I'm not happy. And is this terrible? Will I ever be happy? I mean, you, you, all these things go through your head instead of just stopping and saying, okay, but I can't go on like a hamster on a wheel forever. This is not a way to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah, that I was nice. Yeah. I will agree. I mean, if you're waking up in the morning and saying, I just need to get through getting breakfast for my kids and I just need to get to the office. I just need to get through this day. I just need to get home. I just need to get dinner on the table. I just need to go to bed so I can do it again. You're stuck because mm -hmm. it's not about balancing the tasks. It's about balancing your life. We always say it's not work-life balance. It's life. So if that is where you are, you have to take a, a, a look. And like Heather said, you know, you, you can have all the pressures of the world on you for, you know, paying your rent, doing all that. Yes, but there's a transition, you know, whether it's a transition in your career or in your health, you just got to start. And there's so much fear, I think, in all of us to even take that first step. 
Yeah, absolutely. And fear, you're right, it does hold people back. And it's something that everybody's experiencing right now. Um, it's uniting us all for the first time on a level that's really, really scary. Um, but I've got a, a friend, uh, uh, Davide, that's been on the podcast um, in the previous season, and he talks very passionately about fear and owning that and using it as a vehicle to move you forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I could not agree more. I think that it's, it either can stop you in your tracks or you can embrace it and move forward. And when you can move through fear and get to the other side, it is the most rewarding thing ever. I mean, it's, we were were talking on a podcast the other day with somebody that, you know, if you look back at some of the things in your life that may have been or felt like rock bottom or awful things that we've gone through, Oftentimes, I think if you now are in a place that you look back, you go, I don't regret those things happening to me because I would not have been here if those wouldn't have happened. And the times that are tough are almost the times that become the most memorable and the biggest lessons in life. It's just, it's not easy. I mean, I'm somebody that I crave change, but I hate it at the same time. Like I hate going through change, but I always want it. And so it's, it's just one of those things you just got to go, okay, I, you know, I want, I want this more than I want to stay. You know, do you want the reward more than you want the pain right now? Then mm-hmm. go and push through that because the reward is going to be so much better. Yeah. So is that for you what excites you about change then the reward piece at the end of it? Or are there other things? Yeah, I, think, I think it's, you know, if you're not moving, you know, you're just stagnant. And if you're, if you're not moving in some sort of forward direction, then you're just not moving. And it's, that's not a way, at least for me to live. Um, I, for myself, I, you know, I, I firmly believe we have this one life on this earth and I want it to be the best. And to me, it's pa- I'm passionate about wanting to leave a legacy and leave some sort of footprint on this earth that mm-hmm. teaches my kids you know, you don't just get stuck in a job and keep going, but go after it's your, what you truly want in your heart and what can make a difference. Because, um, and I hope they see that. I hope they see that now in myself as I try to try to make this shift in my own life. Yeah. How old are they? If you don't mind me asking. So I have two boys that, um, actually just turned, uh, yesterday one turned 16 and tomorrow one turns 14. So I'm in the teenage years and <laughs> Bev's got three, three of her own that are girls. So we have like the different yep. spectrum. I have three girls and they range from 15 to 20. So we cover the gamut in children between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, gosh. So how, I mean, how do you manage conversations with your children then around careers and the world of work? Because they're at the start of that journey and everything you're saying is really powerful. So I would be very surprised if you weren't sending those messages back down the ladder to them. You know, I had a surprising conversation with my oldest daughter when I dropped her off for college. She said to me, you know, I just want to have a life like you someday. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, I couldn't believe that she would say that because internally I think, oh my gosh, I've done such a bad job of balancing everything. But I did, uh, make some sacrifices. I was definitely climbing the corporate ladder and probably my next move would to be to either relocate or stay in a management position where I was managing a lot of people. And it just was too much. I didn't want to leave my kids at home. And 
my husband encouraged me to have a real conversation with my boss and say, you know what, tell them what you need. And if it doesn't work, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And if it does, we can celebrate that, right? And that's exactly how it went. The company, I had done a great job. They wanted to keep me. They allowed me to, to transition into a new role where I could work from home. So I have been able to have flexibility, to be there for my kids, to be a room parent, to be there for all the important things, but then also get the satisfaction and the joy of having a, a great career. So I would say that, you know, in some ways, even though I've made a lot of mistakes, I think that was uh, a brave thing that I did at that time. And I am so thankful for it. Yeah. And how, when you had that conversation at work, how did, how did they respond? I was reading a really, I'm asking because I was reading a really interesting report the other day about how um, empathy is going to be really important in this new world that we're all going to step out into. Um, and that it's going to be quite a powerful tool to engage your employees and make them feel that they belong, but also as well to kind of win in the world of work. Yeah, well, you know, you can't have a conversation like that unless you've been a very good employee. You know, mm -hmm. you will, you have to build up trust with your employer as well as them having trust in you. Yeah. Um, and so having said that, you know, retaining employee talent is difficult. And I do always tell my kids, you can do a little bit more and really shine within a company. Just be willing to do that little bit more. And I always had that philosophy and to find somebody to, you know, fill my shoes or to, you know, have that, that level, my, my management team knew that was difficult. So it, I was scared. I was very, very scared. You know, I'd been with the company quite a while at that point and, um, I didn't really want to leave, but I knew that it wasn't going to make me happy and I didn't have kids to not ever see them. So, yeah, yep. gosh, um, it's, it's, it's really powerful listening to you speaking about this because it's, um, it is, it's an emotional rollercoaster that we're all going and I think what you're tapping into is that kind of maternal instinct and wanting to be a good parent as well. And if you're talking about balance and unbalance as you do, um, what what's your opinion on what needs to be fixed if that's the right way of articulating it you know i, I think this time right now where we are yeah, this is this is a crazy time and a, around the world the world has stopped right and for many of us for the first time we're at home all the time and for myself i mean i used to be on a plane every single week of my life pretty much and my I had a suitcase that was just a revolving door and it was, you know, I was packing it and unpacking it. And like when I was home, I was trying to be hundred percent mom and doing all of the activities and the grocery shopping and the cooking and all of the things here and then preparing to go again and then go and come back. And it was just, I didn't realize how chaotic and unbalanced I was, even though I already knew it was unbalanced. Like I knew it was unbalanced. I didn't know how completely dysfunctional it was until I was able to stop and to be home and to say for the first time in your life, like you really see what matters and you see for the first time how you want things to change. And I believe that this time right now that we're in is, you know, I've heard it termed the great pause. And I believe that I feel like it is a pause and I think things are going to be different when we come back because now people are going to say, this is something that I don't want to let go of and I want to come back and, and I'm not going to settle for less. And 
at, I know we've started to have those conversations with my team to say, you know, what are some of those things that you don't want to let go of when you come back and how can we make that work? And, you know, I think it's, it's going to be different. I think we've now uncovered how much technology can actually take the place of live meetings and how much work can actually get done and how you can connect with people without having to sit face to face and flying across the country or, or farther to do that. Um, and so I, I do believe we're going to change, but I, I don't want to go back, you know, to where we were. And I think that's the message is we just need to really mark this because how many times in our life do we say, ah, you know, you lose 10 pounds and go, I'm never going to gain that back. I'm going to like be skinny forever. And then you do, or, you know, like so many times you say, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to keep doing this. And we don't. And so I just, I don't want this situation to be one of those. I think everybody really needs to have a a firm plan, a firm vision of what it is that you want to be different and what matters. Oh, yeah, totally yeah. agree. I think, and it was on the tip of my tongue there, I had a conversation earlier with somebody uh, today and just kind of saying, there's a, there's a danger of a missed opportunity of a lifetime if you don't actually sit with this pause. Um, mm -hmm. And no matter how, it, what journey that takes you on, for some people it's going to take them on maybe a dark path potentially or does it's going to enlighten them some it's going to enrich but um the worst thing for me would be to walk out of this pandemic and kind of be like wow um i wasn't prepared for this i didn't really use that time i had when i was locked in my house um yeah to, to really reflect and i think that you know we really like to stress that this this isn't just the individual's problem. This is a corporate problem and this is a cultural problem. So, you know, we can all look at what we're doing and we can get up earlier and we can meditate and we can try to do all this stuff for balance. But unless the culture changes and companies are on board, I'll give an example. Um, we have paternity leave here for men in the mm -hmm. US, but honestly, if they take it, everyone's kind of like, oh my God, he's taking paternity leave. Ha ha, mm -hmm. he's on at the golf course. There isn't anybody, any leaders that are saying, no, you know, let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate this man who wants to be home with his family is bonding. And that's what we need. We need for our children to be supported. And it's not a woman issue. It's not a man issue. It's, it's a cultural issue um, because men are just struggling just as much as women. You know, two parent working family households, somebody's got to be picking up the slack at all times. So yeah, I think it needs, we need leaders that will mentor. Mm. Yeah, what you're, what you're saying there speaks to a guest a couple of weeks ago, Asif, and he told me about a story of them going to the school gates, dropping his daughter off, and then missing out on the secret coffee club that the mums were having, and mm. took the opportunity to go, can I come? And they'd never been asked that before. Um, yeah. He's been along to a few. He doesn't go all the time, but he was talking about, we often talk about inclusion in the workplace, but we forget about the exclusion side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think we try so hard to make people feel that they belong and that they're included in things that it gives us a little bit of blindness somewhere. Um, and you can't do everything right. We are going to make mistakes, as you both said. But... There's a, there's a self-awareness, emotional intelligence piece as well, I think, that a lot of leaders potentially lack, um, would be my opinion, um, that, that needs to be worked on. Um, everybody's got a different skill set, I appreciate that, but when you're in those positions of power or people looking up to you, 
you want to be some an aspirational figure the same way um Bev, that you said your daughter said that she wants to be like you like mm -hmm. it's it's those icons and role models that are really important not just for young people for all of us to help steer us in the right direction I'd like to think I'm an icon. <laughs> <laughs> if you could compare yourself to an icon, who would it be then? <laughs> Ooh, me? Oh, I'm going to need a minute for that. How about you, Heather? I'll, I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. Well, I mean, I know who I, who I love and who I adore is Oprah. And I think part of what I love about Oprah from the very beginning is she brought a realness to everyone mm -hmm. that somebody could identify with. I mean, she brought out her truth. You know, she told her story of her upbringing and the trauma and the things that she went through. She's brought, um, you know, the world along with her on her weight journey and her, the fact that all the money in the world and she still has the same struggles that so many of us feel. And I think that to me is what, that's what I want to be for other, other working parents out there is that this is the truth. This is the real raw, you know, ugly, messy part of life, but that it doesn't, you know, cause so many times I think you look up at people and go, wow, they have it all together. They, God, I suck. You know, why am I so fragile or why am I such a hot mess all the time? Mm -hmm. And it's, but if you really know, okay, no, I'm, I am, do not have it all together. You know, this is, this is my messy life, um, but there's a way that we can, you know, support one another and we can kind of unite together to help each other because it really is, it's, it's a, it's a partnership to get through life and be doing what you want to do and, you know, be good at parenting and be good at your partnership with your, you know, significant other and to be good at your career and to also feel fit and feel good in your own body. You know, those are all really tough things to do at once. And so I think just so many times we need to, we just need to be real about it. And how, how do you both take time for yourselves then? Well, I, I think that you have to make it a priority and you have to schedule it. Heather and I are very different in how we navigate our days. I'm an early riser. I love that quiet time in the morning. I like to get my workout done in the morning because otherwise I will procrastinate it. It will never happen. So I try to know myself that way. Um, and then I'm real. I like, I am not, I'm productive with a deadline. I'm productive for a certain amount of time, but I start to go stir crazy. I can't sit that long. So I need to take breaks during the day to go out to see the sunlight that kind of mm -hmm. thing so that's yeah. really how i take care of myself yeah. i am a firm believer i think there's you know four main pillars to a balanced life and it's you know your mind your body your soul and your spirit and i think that all of those things need to be fed and it's not that you have to hit all of them every single day you know in order to have some sort of balance but i think you need to have a mechanism um, to where you are addressing all of those things. And so, you know, for me, um, this past year, I started doing meditation and I don't get to do it every single day, but the days I do, I actually really look forward to it. And I feel, mm -hmm. I feel the difference. And it's something that I, I want, you know, I really do try to make an effort to do that. Um, 
exercise, you know, to me, I'm a nature girl and I need to be in nature. Like it is my therapy. It's like my Prozac, you know, and my husband often will be like, go just get, I mean, literally pushing me out the door, like throwing the shoes out going, you need, you need to go and you can come back a much nicer Does he lock the door after he pushes you out? (laughs) (laughs) And but part of what I've done too is on, if I go on a hike or I go outside is, um, I love audiobooks and just like nourishing yourself with good content. And so, you know, just things that are going to give you like food for the soul. Um, and I love audiobooks for that because a lot of times I don't have either the time or I don't have like the stamina, you know, I sit, I get in bed and go, I'm going to read a book and I read a page and I'm exhausted. So it's the audiobooks are awesome. It's something you can do that just can, continue to like feed whatever it is that you're really wanting to just learn about or be passionate about Mm -hmm. or go after. Um, so I think that, you know, those things and then, you know, the body also, I, I believe, and I'm, this is not, I'm not always a good example. I told Bev this morning, we had a birthday cake last night. And so this morning with my coffee, I dove into like leftover birthday cake for breakfast. So I'm not always great at the diet, (laughs) (laughs) but I am usually pretty conscious about wanting to feed my body, you know, with healthy things. And I guess all in moderation, sometimes birthday cake for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Heather and I talk a lot about (laughs) habit stacking. So, you know, like she's doing her walk and then she's listening to her book and, you know, I like love reality TV. So that's when I do my stretching because it's kind of, you balance that. So Heather, you ate the cake. You should have been doing squats while you were doing it. That is a challenge I would love to see. <laughs> I think that'd be a great bitches be brave challenge. I do. Yeah. I will tell you, I do have it. I do do squats whenever I dry my hair. So, but in quarantine, I haven't dried my hair very often. So. <laughs> yeah, the whole air dry is much better. Yeah. 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 I've just actually completed a month long, since we're in week six here in the UK, um, squat challenge. Um, which has worked me up to yesterday for the end of uh, April, uh, 250 squats in one go. Wow. Are we going to get to see a before and after picture? Right. That's a, that's a strong <laughs> Goodness me, I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> I'm starting. Uh, there's another one I'm going to start tomorrow, which is press-ups and planks. I'm really, I'm really going for it. I'm kind of like, one of the things that I've noticed and realized through this time is I, part of my own career story involves um, a short um, period working as a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And through the journey that I then went on into a corporate career that led me down a, a path of ending up kind of becoming very anxious, experiencing depression, burning out, I lost that passion for exercise. And it's, mm-hmm. I've really struggled to get back until ironically, the gyms were all closed and I was locked in my house for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good example though of changing a habit. Like if you'd been mm. like, I need to get, so I can do 250 squats, but you started with one. I mean, everyone can start with one, yeah. you know, if you want to floss your teeth, floss one, and then guess what? You just start flossing them every night. Any habit that you have start really, really slow. That's the best time to change mm. a habit is when you hardly have to put in any effort and then you move forward and now look, you're on another challenge. That's a great yeah. story. Exactly. Excellent. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap the interview up. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask you both, um, I ask if, if this is every guest, is if you were to give one piece of kind of the golden nugget of careers advice 
for people that are listening, what would it be? I, I would say, especially to your younger listeners, don't be afraid to take risk. You know, I wish that I had taken some more risk. You know, I'm where I'm at today because of all that I went through and I'm so thankful for where I am today. However, I could have uh, probably found my passion and my happiness um, from a work perspective a lot sooner had I, I listened and trusted my gut. Nice. Okay. Me, I would say that you are good enough. I think for so much of my career, I felt insecure and um, it kind of that imposter syndrome. I've, I've dealt with that imposter syndrome for so much of my career thinking I just got lucky to get here or, oh my God, they're going to uncover and realize I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I just lived in that place for so long of fear, which I think kept me feeling stuck, right? Because you become afraid then to go after something else because you think you're not good enough because you think that this is mm. how you fooled these people. But if you go somewhere else, they're going to see through that. And I think that, you know, that is the one piece I just wish I could go back and be like, you were really good. You actually <laughs> did know. You were great. You were <laughs> you were and, fantastic. <laughs> and it's, um, I just think so many people suffer through that. And that is again, the big piece that we, we hide, right? Cause who wants to be honest and be like, I don't deserve to be here. Um, but you do, you're good enough. You wouldn't like, it's not just happenstance that you got there. That wasn't mm -hmm. just a, a fluke, you know, you have done the work and what you have inside of you. And, you know, another piece I used to get really caught up in, um, you know, you've got sometimes, you know, you've got people that are really educated or they have so much more experience and you think, oh, I just, I don't have that. But it's so much more than that. It's who you are, right? Your personality, your ability to be, to connect with people can sometimes be worth so much more than that degree from that Ivy League Institute. So I think just really to truly know that you're good enough. Great. I, I think for just from listening to you on this conversation, having listened to listen to some of your pods as well, both the, the risk messages and that kind of being having confidence in yourself, like kind of leaps out of the work that you're doing. Um, so you're personifying it. It's a good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. It does. And I think back to you. I mean, I think what you're doing, and I love that you know, you were able to make that leap and leave your corporate job and go after and start this new, this new, you know, these podcasts and just your message to encourage other people. I think it's just amazing. Yeah, it's kind of, it's going to kind of link back to kind of the, the bitches be brave kind of message there. But like a, whenever I was going through that process, the one thing that people kept saying was you're really brave. And I shook mm -hmm. it off quite a lot. And it's taken me two years to kind of really own it. So, yep. um, yeah. And I'm sure your message is resonating with lots of people right now mm. and it will help them find their brave. Excellent. Great. Well, um, I will leave you to get on with the rest of your days because I was just wrapping right. up and yours is starting while well, kind of you're in the, the middle of the morning there. So um, yeah. thank you very much for joining me on my career story podcast today. Um, yep. For everybody that's listening, um, there will be links through to the great work that Bev and Heather are doing. 
um, that you can go and look for. Um, and we look forward to seeing that book coming out as well. Thanks. Great talking with Thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. Great. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.